Hello, and welcome back to the Encouragement from Women podcast, where we seek to be an encouragement through practical application of scripture. I'm your host, Haley Shoemaker. This is the second episode of our big kickoff, and I'm so excited to see where God is going to take this ministry. Today, we are also jumping into our first mini-series about partnering with your husband. And if you're not married, before you check out, let me encourage you to tune in as each episode is going to be packed with principles that can apply to any other relationship as well. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to Lisa Smith. Lisa is the wife of Rusty Smith, who is the pastor at Mikado Baptist Church in Macon, Georgia. Lisa is also my pastor's wife, so it was really wonderful to be able to have her on as a guest. You're going to be blessed by her words as she breaks down some of the basics of partnering with your husband in raising children. I know I was. So let's go ahead and get into this conversation. All right, I have the pleasure of speaking with a uh, very special lady today. Uh, we are going to be talking to Miss Lisa Smith, and this lady happens to be my pastor's wife. She has a special place in my heart, so I am very excited to be able to sit down and speak with you about a topic that any family that has children, this is going to be a topic for you. And even if you are looking to eventually have children, take notes because this is something that is going to be. Um, very much, very real on a daily basis, something that you can implement these truths to your life. So um, as you probably saw in your title of the title of this episode, we're going to be talking about partnering with your husband in raising your children. And it's something that if you are married and you have children, that's something that you have to work with with your husband on a daily basis because you're constantly parenting, you're constantly uh, pouring into your children and so it takes a lot of work. It really does. And so uh, first off, I wanted to mention before um, we get started is that oftentimes the first thing that at least when I think about uh, raising children, the first word that comes to mind is discipline. And I want to start off with, yes, we might talk about some of discipline today, but that's not the full scope of raising children. There's a lot more that goes into raising your children than just discipline. And it's it's about um, molding them, molding their little personalities in how to live a life that's honoring to, to God and and how we can um, take their personalities and and grow the positive and help them mold the negative. And so today, Miss Lisa, if you would uh, open up God's word and share with us some of your thoughts about partnering with your husband while raising children. Okay. I am excited about this topic because I would say of all the jobs that I've ever had, being a parent and being a mother is one of the most rewarding I have ever had. And yes, I am an empty nester now. And I can say that I've really enjoyed raising my children. I have two kids, Scott and Joy. They are both adults now. But during that time of raising my kids, when it was hands-on, day-to-day grind, I absolutely loved it. And yes, it had its challenges and its difficulties, its victories, its defeats. But looking back on it, and yes, I'm still a mom and a parent, but in a different way, it was truly rewarding and I loved every part of it. That's so good. Yes. And now you get the privilege of being a, a grandmother too now. <laughs> exactly right. Grandmother of two sweet boys. <laughs> Very good. Okay. So uh, talking about 
raising the children and, and more specifically partnering with your husband, what are some of those ideas that you had um, kind of thought through for that? Yes. The first thing that I thought of my thesis statement would be that children need both of their parents. It is essential that both parents um, that you have one purpose as parents, as husband and wife, that you're unified and you have common goals. And of course, I thought of the verse Deuteronomy 6, 5 that says, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul and with all thy might. So that is your purpose is to teach your children shaping the heart of your child um, and being uh, being committed in doing that, doing it together, unified with the one purpose. And of course, that calls for consistency as parents. Both of you need to be consistent. Um, and that, that promotes comfort, security, and trust in your home. When, you're when your kids can see that you are committed, both of you are committed to doing this wonderful job and this important job, then um, that, that provides such a comfort to your kids. But the thing that you want to be consistent is in is your love for the Lord. And that is something that uh, we want to teach values to our children, build values in them in a meaningful way. And uh, there's a lot of different ways to do that. But, um, uh, but that is one thing that we need to do. Okay. And so when you say expounding those values in a meaningful way, what can you expound on that word meaningful? In yes. what ways can we really make it count? Yes. One of those ways is just letting your children see that you have a personal time with the Lord, that your relationship with the Lord is personal. Maybe you are in a ministry or in, very involved in church. thing that Scott mentioned is that he saw authenticity in us in the ministry and also just in our home life. He didn't do it on purpose necessarily, but I had a walk with the Lord, personal devotions that, and I didn't make sure my children saw me do that. But if they do see you walking with the Lord, having that personal time with the Lord, um, that teaches them the value of their own personal time with the Lord. And certainly as your kids get older, you can guide them in that process, teaching them, you know, where to start and having a prayer list and, and think just uh, basic things like that but also teaching them the value of thinking of others first. And especially in our culture and society today, I think that's something we need to be intentional about um, okay. today is, is there's a family in our church that is so good at this and they are very intentional about giving gifts and doing things for other people. And I know she's doing it to teach her children to think of others first. In fact, she's so good at this that she, uh, texted Joy one time to find out my favorite snacks, but uh, and so she was very uh, intentional about what I what she had in my basket and and that type of thing. But but just teaching your children the value of putting others first. And one thing in my study of this is um, that Christ is our prime example for mentoring others, and just looking at at what he. Uh, portrayed for us. He loved unconditionally. 
He asked questions. He asked great thought-provoking questions to people. And he spent quality time with the people that he loved and, and everybody. And also on another note, I have to, I have to interject this. Um, Just two days ago, Joy sent us this text to, to me and her dad. She said, now that I'm an adult, whenever I hang around teens, I'm so for how y'all raised me to value authority, think of others first, and seek God with all my heart. And that was just, that that made me proud. But uh, but there again, God's grace is, is good. But it's good to finally see some fruit of all the work that obviously you had put into shaping and molding Joy and Scott with those exact values that you just worked through. Okay, so you touched on earlier how it's important for the children to have both parents uh, invested in raising them and and fully committed partnering together. However, not every marriage is perfect. No marriage is perfect. And so for that marriage that perhaps the husband is not quite um, involved maybe as he needs to be in that process, what can we say to the mom who is striving and doing her best but doesn't quite have the support from her partner? How can she continue to do her job the best? Okay. Uh, Be consistent in your love for the Lord, obviously, and toward your children and even your husband. Um, Let your children see that you still love your husband that y'all are still, even though you may not be parenting together necessarily, um, be faithful in your walk with the Lord. Most importantly, don't nag or put undue pressure on your spouse to perform. Um, Your children don't need to see that number one, and that will not be beneficial to your marriage. Um, But just be consistent and of course, pray, pray much about that situation. But, um, but, but keep lifting your husband up, encourage him when there is uh, some things that, that you see that are good, encourage him in that, but don't nag and don't put undue pressure on, um, on him to perform as you want him to. Yes, I think that's super important that especially not to uh, have any type of those controversies in front of the children to take those outside uh, away behind closed doors. and. When you are in front of the children, having that unity, even if there is difficulty. Uh, so uh, we mentioned that there's sometimes some difficulties between uh, both parents not being fully on board with providing those examples of a Christ-like example for their children. What are some words of encouragement for facing difficult seasons in the lives of your children? So there's there's lots of difficult seasons for kids when they're young, learning how to ex- respect authority and, and who they are. And then as they move into teen years, learning how to become adult, there's lots of difficulties that a child can face. So what are, what are some of those words of encouragement for parents facing those certain difficulties? My first thought is the phrase, this too shall pass. <laughs> yes. And that can be an, a big encouragement. But when you're going through it, I know sometimes it can seem like it will never end or this is too hard for me. This is too difficult for me. But just remember that um, things will level out at some point. Be patient and persevere and um, and put yourself too in 
your child's shoes, especially if they're a teenager. Think of possibly a time that you went through in your life and what did you want when you were going through this? Maybe it was a shoulder to cry on or just a listening ear. And as a parent, I can tell you having a listening ear is such a uh, big thing that our children need, whether it's, it's your small children or teenagers. There's times when you just need to be still and truly listen to the heart of your child so that you can know what's going on and what's the best way to proceed forward. Very good. Yes, they're, they are people too, and they have thoughts. And And I know sometimes when I'm speaking with, especially my oldest, who is uh, seven now, I can actually kind of have conversations with her. And it's so interesting when I ask those, as you mentioned earlier, like Christ, he asked really good thought-provoking questions. When I actually sit down and have a conversation with her and ask those really thought-provoking questions. Some of her answers, she surprises me sometimes with how much she catches on to and how much she actually understands and and how she can articulate her thoughts. Sometimes she she struggles, you know, but that's that's those moments where you're having that conversation so you can actually see where they're at and, and go from there. That's really good. We, we've been talking about uh, parents going at this together. What's a word of encouragement you could give to a parent that is having to do this uh, by themselves, that doesn't have that partner to come along with them and and pull the weight of raising children? What are some words of encouragement for someone in that situation? Pray for extra wisdom in order to fulfill um, that role of a godly parent. And of course, God has told us that if you lack wisdom, ask of God and he will give it to you. So that is such an encouraging thought as well. Also, seek for a support system from your church or other godly friends because you need that. Um, And and I think of the verse that uh, in Psalms, it talks about when your father or mother forsake you. And of course, this is a little different situation, but, but similar that the Lord will lift you up and take you up and God will be there for you and give you wisdom and strength. Um, to, to, to fulfill a role that you wish you had a partner and help in, in that. But God will give you grace as you follow him and, um, and he will help you and de- definitely give you grace. Yes, very true. And, and I think for grace through prayer is uh, definitely something that probably needs to be a number one when taking on this task of raising children. You have to have a lot of prayer in your life in order to do it and do it well. So are there any final thoughts or final encouragement that you can give our listeners about this topic? Yes, just some things, some final things that that I've thought of while studying this is loving your children unconditionally. Your children will fall. They will fail you. um, They will have difficult times, but they need to see the unconditional love that Christ has shown us. And there, there might be some some difficult challenges you go through, Um, but love unconditionally, lead them faithfully and as a team, spiritually as a team. And like I said, your, your children need both of you. So think about Ephesians 6, 4, it says in the fathers, although it's talking in that context, it's talking about parents, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And nurture and admonition there is talking about discipline and instruction, 
training by your words and certainly your life, of course. Your children are watching every move you make, the words you say, how you react to situations. Really glad that you brought that verse up because that's that's definitely a verse as I was thinking about this topic that came to my mind. And and I think it's an incredible verse to study and especially that word admonition. It's a fascinating word to me because it's it has the idea of um exhortation, which is encouragement. And then also uh it's it's more of like a, a warning type. You're giving verbal warning and mild rebuke to the individual that you're admonishing. And I love that aspect of your you're encouraging them, you're giving words of instruction but also directing and and pointing the way while doing it. It's brings up a lot of thoughts of of a good relationship, of not flying off the cuff, because that type of reaction is going to be the reaction that's going to cause your child to get frustrated and angry. And in order to not do that, this is how you do it. How did Christ do it? He he did it in love and then he was slow to speak and he didn't really get angry. Um, I, I, I just love that word. So I'm really glad you brought that verse up. One thing I've learned in that regard to Haley is that instead of always correcting our children, we need to connect with them, have that heart relationship so that you're not always on them, correcting them but connecting with their needs. Because as you know, each one of your children are different. One child might need you to sit and listen, maybe play a game, do a puzzle, while the other one might need you to take them to get ice cream (laughs) and talk. So each, and that's kind of like the verse uh, that talks about um, Proverbs 22, 6, which says, train up a child in the way he should go. And I've always heard in their own way, because each child is different. So the discipline you may give one is, you know, that one might need a spanking, the other one might need a look from mom. <laughs> that's Sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> so, so lecture them carefully in the way that they should go. And the neat part about that verse is, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And what a promise that is to us as parents. To be consistent, lovingly guiding them, um, shepherding their heart. I love Ted Tripp's book, Shepherding a Child's Heart. Um, Practical tips on how to parent, even even parenting children and teenagers. Great advice in that book. But, um, But guiding them in the way that they should go, that we have rewards later in life and we see the fruit of of our hard work and our giving a surrender to God as we as we say God I need you this is this is hard today and I am surrendering my thoughts my you know my selfish desires to be like you and to do what you would want me to do and parent how you would want me to parent excellent thoughts miss lisa um, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I know it's going to be such an encouragement for many moms out there and or moms, ladies that are looking to be a mom eventually. Uh, so at the end of our conversations, I love to take a moment and just ask some lighthearted questions uh, for my guest. So if you could tell me, what is your favorite season of the year? Oh my, probably. Well, I have two. Okay. 
spring and fall. Okay. Okay. So spring. Yes. What's your favorite pastime for springtime then? Oh, I love flowers and being outside and just being able to enjoy the weather. I love warm weather. So just getting out and enjoying the outdoors. Very good. What about fall then? Do you have any favorite pastimes that differ for fall? Uh, well, we do love to walk. And if we if we had the chance to hike, we could pro- we would probably do that. But I uh, just love the colors of fall. And of course, we don't get to see that too much in Macon. But <laughs> yes. it's still a lovely time of year. Um, so yeah, those are my two favorite. Awesome. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Encouragement for Women podcast today, Miss Lisa. We appreciate your words of encouragement today. Thank you, Haley. Well, that concludes our second episode of the Encouragement from Women podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today and be sure to tune in next week for the second episode of Partnering with Your Husband. I will be speaking with Robin McCormick as she talks through her incredible story of moving her family to the other side of the country and partnering with her husband in planting a church. You don't want to miss it. Also, if you would like some daily encouragement in written form, be sure to check out all three of our books by following the links in the description. They are all incredible month-long devotional books that will uplift your spirit. You can also find those and many other goodies on our website, encouragementfromwomen.com. So be sure to check it out. And lastly, if you liked what you heard, be sure to share it with a friend, hit subscribe, and leave a five-star review. I'm Haley Shoemaker, and this is Encouragement from Women.